Hey, wrestling nerds, you're about to sink your ear holes into a big old serving of the motherfucking IndyCast. For over eight years, the best of independent wrestling interviews, pop fucking culture, debates over topics like breakfast cereals and the Muppets, plus more innuendo than you can shake a goddamn stick at. So here is Maximus Chad Allen, Sticking Fucking Steamboat, Zach Romero, and occasionally Duchess Von Finger Bang, Luna Lynn, as they bring you the Fucking Indie Cats, exclusively on the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network. Greetings, everybody. Welcome once again uh, to the IndieCast. Uh, Chad Allen, Zach Romero, both here with you. Zach, how you doing, buddy? Hello. I'm doing just fine, actually. Um, so I I, I want to start this episode, this After Dark episode, a little different. Um, we've yeah, no, real... no guests for once. <laughs> yes, we've been having a real great run of guests as of late. And so uh, I wanted to start things off here with a little bit of, a little bit of hot goss. A little okay. gossip for you to start things off. An exclusive for here at the IndieCast. Uh, the cryptid of the, the show, the sometimes sought uh, Luna Lynn and I, were out, uh, <laughs> were out and about. And we happened to pop into a Spirit Halloween store, as we are um, so apt to do. We did. We did recently as well. Interestingly enough, so I have a follow up question about that. So I'll get to that. Okay. Um, and we happen to see this big guy walk in around the same time, and he's got a baseball hat on and just gigantic dreads, and he's covered in tattoos. Mm-hmm. And you know, I look at her and I'm like, Bray Wyatt is here, <laughs> and. Uh, so, and he and he actually was something tells me <laughs> so well way to jump to the end yes so, <laughs> well uh you know we're walking around or whatever and then i i see the same guy and i'm like god yeah I really, he really does look like bray wyatt and then he turned around and it fucking was and i went nice. and uh <laughs> and just like please, a, please tell me he reacted to your your abject terror there for a moment no no he just assumed no, no, that, like, a jumping he just assumed that like a spider jumped out of me or something. Okay. Um, but uh, no, of course I didn't say a goddamn thing um, because I'm a professional and just I sort guess, of whis- just kind of whispered like a maniac. That's where I'm not a professional. Cause I promise you, I would have walked my big fat ass right up to him and asked for a selfie. Well, I, I that's, guarantee that's, fucking to you. I would have. That's <laughs> literally how we started this show was you doing that and me not. Um, but in any case, Saw him there. He was looking around at some shit. Um, but the most important thing that I want to report here, this is really the hot gas of this whole situation, is everybody relax your tits. He grew his beard back. Good. Yeah. No, Bray Wyatt should not not have a beard. That it looked really he, he looked really he looked perfectly. Awkward. He looked perfectly fine. He looked right back to normal. He looked to be doing well. He didn't look like on death's door or terrifying or anything like that. So everybody relax. He's he's looking he's looking just fine for his upcoming AEW debut, I'm sure. 
That's yeah, that is the rumor. So now let me ask you this: what what section was Bray Wyatt in as he's in the as he's in the store there? Uh, the swamp section. No, he was just making. Oh, okay. He was he was doing a lap around the. Uh, okay. The establishment, but he wasn't like particularly picking up any particular no, he, costume. I don't, or I don't have. <laughs> He was actually picking up a ringleader costume, and he said well, out loud, "Yep, this is the new gimmick." Like he <laughs> overhear that. I don't know what that. I didn't know what that meant at the time, but I per, perhaps you know there could be some conjecture. I just didn't know if he was like, is he picking out like lawn decorations? Is he picking? You know, let's say, is he like going over and stepping on the like the little stomp thing to make you know Sam from Trick or Treat move around or shit? What if like he that? did and it scared the shit out of him? Would that, that not would... just like kill the whole? <laughs> no, that would make my day quite honestly. If he like, he, like steps with on your... and was like, oh, let me see what this is, and then a spider comes out and goes, Bleh! and he goes, oh Jesus! <laughs> no, I want him to scream very girly. Actually, I want him to be super <laughs> yeah. high. Yeah, that I need that right there. That would be 100% what I'd be looking for. I I can neither confirm nor deny such a claim, but (laughs) I will say that, uh, yeah, he was there and I freaked. I went when I saw him and there you uh, go. And that's that. So that was the hot gas. Well, Bray Wyatt, if you're listening and I'm sure you're not, but if you are, um, come to the one in Tampa, uh, in North Tampa sometime. And I, uh, I will gladly come up and and ask for a picture because I have no shame. Uh, whereas my co-host, obviously, thankfully, one Here's of us does thing. have one I, of us is one of us does have a little bit of like, you know, pride in themselves to not come up and immediately be. Don't adorable. get me wrong. I'm not going to be like, ah, yes, I was a human being and he is a human being. And that was that. No, there was definitely a part of me. I'm like, God, why don't I have a business card for fully gimmicked? Offer him our merch services like there that, you go. that thought crossed my mind. But then I, I have like, indeed. I have hey. IndyCast cards I can leave with you too, That's like true. so you That's can true. get it. Bray Wyatt. If you'd like to be on the show, we would lo- we would love to uh, we'd love to have you on. Um, that would be hysterical into itself. Tell us if you squeal like a girl when the spider jumps out at you. Um, That's, the, That's the big question. There we go. So uh, so that that was that was the hot gas to start the uh, to start the the episode here. But as a follow up to that, since you mentioned yeah. going to. Uh, a spirit Halloween up by your neck of the woods. We did. Uh, my question to you is, as someone who greatly enjoys Killer Clowns from Outer Space, mm-hmm. the, it is very clear that we're really stomping on the gas in terms of merchandise right. for that particular film property. Are you someone who is like, I, in fact, I saw like a giant throw blanket for Killer Clowns that was like on their Facebook page, like the mm-hmm. spirit and all that. So are you someone who is like, it's about time I did my waiting. I'm thrilled. Or are you like, it's too late now. And anybody who's buying this shit is a fake fan. Oh no, I would no. Buy away. Please be, be a killer clown fan. I don't, whatever, whatever keeps the interest in that movie going is completely okay by me. Um, so yeah, no, if you want, and take my advice, we almost came home with, we ended up coming home with a, we bought a, a Halloween um, doormat. Um, cause we were talking about how we need to change our doormat anyway. And we were legitimately fighting between a killer clown from outer space doormat or one that basically looks like Pennywise, uh, peering out of the drain. Oh, with, I guess I saw that one with the balloon and the, and the boat. And we ultimately decided we would go creepy instead of kind of a little more cutesy, uh, and went with the Pennywise one, but we were very close to coming home with the killer clowns from outer space doormat for our home. Um, we just thought it would be more fun to have Pennywise, um, which apparently is freaking my six-year-old out. She is not, 
She is not happy with that, apparently. Well, Even though this year, and it was partially her idea, we are doing a whole killer clown family, like, like evil clown family costume. This is, I think, the first time we've ever done, like, a theme for the costume. Um, so that was kind of what we were going there for, was to get to get some ideas for, um, for like, costume pieces and things like that. And uh, the big thing was, because we're doing, like, evil clown killer clown type deal uh we felt like uh the girls needed weapons uh we should get like some sort of like cool weapon for them that will maybe decorate up a little more clownish for them uh at a later time so the girls what got to pick out their weapons uh uh shinamite um surprised me and picked out a very non-clown like weapon she picked a spear um so okay, I, I'm all right. Not, right i'm not exactly sure what we're going to do with it but that's the weapon she she went with um but then uh you know uh, piper power the the six-year-old went with exactly what i thought she did and found a warhammer um all right so she, my little six-year-old if you see a little six-year-old um in north tampa walking around with a uh, with a sledge basically a sledgehammer um probably painted pink um then you have probably found piper and she's going to hit you in the kneecap so i would run away um because she is she is going to be the like most evil little clown you've probably ever seen by the time we're all done. So well, good. Good. Excellent. It'll well, I a... like the idea of like she's enjoying the clown work, but not that much. If she's like, hey, right. this that kind of not thrilled about it, if I'm being honest here. She's all excited to work on like her own stuff and kind of like kind of paint up. I don't know how, like, I think she likes the idea of painting right now and because it's not happening yet, uh, but when she actually has to sit down and do it, it might be a whole nother story. Whereas I can't wait. Like I'm, I'm like looking for that, that really good, like theatrical grease paint. Like I don't want the cheap Halloween store stuff. I want something that's going to be on and look good. Uh, So I'm particular when it comes to ish like that. So. Uh, which I'm going to have to start looking for that now because I definitely am not going to find, I'm going to have to find a theater store or something around here. I'm sure there's got to be one somewhere. Um, if not Amazon, it's always the thing, I guess. So True. Excellent. Excellent. So um, I guess my final question on this derailment uh, segment is uh, what is the first either film or show or what have you that you were going to watch to really get into the season? uh we we have decided, we were talking about this recently in the house and um this is the time frame where for approximately the next four months it's nothing but nightmare before christmas okay. from like the beginning of september all the way till you know basically new year's it's non-stop nightmare before christmas for us uh um because the family loves it we you know we can it's it's a great halloween movie it's a fun christmas movie uh, so that that'll definitely be the, the main one for the family. Um, for me by myself, because nobody else in the house really likes scary movies other than me. Right. Um, I don't, I don't know. I'll have to, I'll have to pick out a, a, a scary movie. I mean, I, you know, I'm a big fan of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I love the, the, like the hollow, I like the first couple of the original Halloween movies. And I really like the one they just, the most recent one they just did, um, so I'll probably want to rewatch that again. Um, plus, I think the new one because does the new one come out this year or next year? Do you remember for the I don't new Halloween remember. movie? I don't remember. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna go, do my Google foo while we're talking here. But how about you? What are you What are you watching to get into that Halloween spirit? Well, first of all, that was a test, and you barely passed because I thought you were gonna say Spookly the Square Pumpkin, and then we were gonna have oh, problems. I was gonna shut this damn, whole damn thing have. down. How did I forget Spookly? 
How could you forget Spookly? Uh, no, yeah, the new uh, Halloween, Halloween Kills, actually does come out October 15th, 2021. Excellent. So that is, com- that is indeed coming up this year. Um, and uh, Anthony Michael Hall is in it, which is very odd to me, but okay. Interesting. Well, nevertheless, um, good question. Uh, so I recently put together a little bit of a VHS Halloween mixtape. And so I've been looking at uh, like old commercials and um, some cartoons and, and things like that for, for the Halloween season. Um, so I've kind of considered myself already kind of getting started. But uh, let's see if I was going to watch one to really get in the mood. Um, maybe Halloween Town because okay. Luna really likes that one. Um. So maybe it's something like that just to kind of goof off and, and, and be ready. Um, in terms of like horror, horror movies, I mean, the sky's the limit. I want to watch them all. Um, right. See, now I'm surprised Hocus Pocus wasn't Jermaine answer also because of Only Luna. because it's been so merchandised to shit right now. Right. I'm like sick of looking at it. Um, okay. But it's not bad. And I know they're coming out with the second one. But, um, but just because I've seen like 10,000 you know, individual pieces of merchandise for it. I'm like, ah, I got it. I got it. I got it. All right. You know what? I also won't be watching to get in the Halloween spirit. What? Goddamn trick or treat. Because I have had to make a hundred tapes of that this year. So I'm fucking sick of that movie. Would you like to hear a funny story about trick or treat? Ooh, I would love never, I've never actually seen that movie. Okay. Okay. Neither had I until this year when I had to start making okay. tapes of it. Which surprises me. Cause I figured if anybody would have seen it, I thought you would have. So very true i don't i don't take offense to that however and i'm gonna be this is real you thought the hot goss was the was the controversial part i didn't really love krampus that much didn't see that either uh directed by the same guy okay and so i really dug the beginning of krampus and then it kind of becomes the movie gremlins and i wasn't expecting it to become gremlins Okay. And so as such, I was turned off by it. But my uh, horror co-host, Tien Guignol, loves Krampus. um, Because I guess he knew that it was going to become Gremlins at at a certain point. Um, But nevertheless, so Trick or Treat is like an anthology movie. Right. So there's like a lot of, it's almost like a series of short films. The way I've heard it kind of described is like a Halloween version of... um... Uh, like, like the, the way they did Twilight Zone, the movie. Um, yes, where it was a lot actually, of like. I would absolutely say that's the case. Okay. Um, and so of course some of those shorts are a little bit better than the other, others just like the Twilight Zone movie. Um, but um, but yeah, it's not bad. It's actually pretty interesting. Um, it's it's also interesting because of it taking like it got delayed so much when it was first coming out then it finally came out and got like this cult status and now it's finally blown up and now they're merchandising it to hell and back. So, right. Um, it's certainly not bad. I, if between the two of them, I would recommend trick or treat more than Krampus. Um, trick or treat has some very good character actors in it. Um, some kind of interesting ideas and, and some interesting effects. Um, somewhat quotable. And, uh, you know, the, the mascot Sam is, uh, is interesting and, and is adorable in, in some parts. So, um, see, so yeah, I would, I would recommend that, 
But if you're going for like the, you need a double feature for the unusual horror themed uh, Halloween movies, then I would say, you know, Nightmare Before Christmas and Krampus would probably be your winning combination because Christmas Evil kind of sucks and Silent Night, Deadly Night drags ass. And the second one, it's only worth it to see Garbage Day. Everything else is like it's <laughs> Now, let me ask you, since we did bring this up. Oh, I love this. Um, okay, go. Uh, on, uh, so Twilight Zone, the movie. Mm-hmm. Because I know we've both seen that one. I obviously yes. have not seen, so I can't talk too much about the segments of Trick or Treat yet. Uh, but I will look. I will try to get to it uh, this sometime this holiday, and we'll come back to it. But um, what is your favorite segment from Nightmare Before Christmas, or not Nightmare Before, Nightmare Before Christmas? Well, I really Twilight. love when, Twilight. Uh, when there's the band, and uh, you know Danny Elfman's head is in the stand-up bass. There I we think go. That's pretty cool. But uh, Twilight Zone, the movie. What's your favorite section? Okay, so. Uh, so I'm trying to run over here. So there's the prologue. I, I have it is, in front of me. I can I can okay. give you the rundown if you'd like. So we do pro- have the prologue with Albert Brooks and Dan Aykroyd, which I really enjoy that. Believe it or not, um, sure. them singing in the car together, and you know that shit. And then, uh, Dan Aykroyd being a monster. I was like, ah, oh, it's yeah. okay. I like that. Um, uh, first segment. First segment of the movie is the one that's directed by John Landis. Um which is a remake of the epi- a partial remake of uh, the episode of quality of mercy, which is about a guy who's passed over for a promotion and goes drinking at a bar and is a real racist asshole. Um, so I don't know if you remember that one at all. Now that's the one um, that the, that the people died in, correct? Yes. That the is indeed the one. Oh, no, wait, they... no, wait. Uh, yes. No, it is. It is. It is. It is. Yep. Uh, during the filming of segment one. Yeah. Uh, segment two is one called Kick the Can, uh, directed by Steven Spielberg, uh, about an old man who moves into a retirement home. Um, that one, super not. Absolutely not. Uh, it's got Scatman Crothers in it, though. I mean, Which is true, and I would I would watch just him taking a shit and be like, this is great, but true. just not for me. Uh, third segment is a remake of the episode It's a Good Life. Uh, about a, a lady named Helen Foley traveling to a new job, visits a rural bar for directions. Um, and she uh, sees a boy being harassed. And as they leave the bar, um, she gives him it's a ride. It's the one with the kid with the powers, correct? Yes, I do believe so. Yeah, I was trying to get a little farther in. And yes, it is indeed the one with the powers. And then segment, uh, segment four, four is 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 the winner for me. Um, Nightmare new Nightmare Twenty Thousand Feet. Well, yeah, directed by George Miller, and that's the one, obviously, with the with the gremlin on the uh, on the uh, wing with uh, John Lithgow as the main character, as so that, John Lithgow playing Shatner. Um, because right. I I I still think the Shatner one's great with the guy, the gremlin's like dressed in a carpet, like that's hilarious to me. But he's fantastic. I love it. Yeah. Um, but John Lithgow is an amazing does an amazing job so yeah definitely segment four uh i think i would go segment three there's something the, the creepy kid one is is quite wonderful but uh segment four is is way up there on that one so uh i don't remember segment two though i'm gonna have to go back the kick the can one about the guy people feeling home. young again and i don't give a shit uh and that sounds like such a steven spielberg thing it's not even yeah i totally like, believe that yeah, it's not the it's you know because not every episode of the Twilight Zone was scary, and it's like right. oh, you picked the not scary episode, right? So, 
Well, very uh, cool. Okay. okay. Now we've officially derailed the show. So. No, one more, one more derailing because now this is okay. The, um, so we jump ahead. Let's see. Uh, eight, 10 years, eight years, 10 years, something like that. Your girls are basically teenagers now. Right. And you're going to sit them down and they're going to watch a scary movie with you. And for whatever reason, you've decided you're picking an anthology movie. Um, what would be the one you would pick? I don't know. I'm trying to think of what good horror anthology movies are out there. So right you've now, got, but... you've got Twilight Zone. You've got Creep Show. You've got Tales from the Dark Side. You've got um, Tales from the Hood. You've got. Um, I almost I was almost going to say Tales from the Crypt, but that was the show. The movies are just one story. Which was it one of the two uh, Demon Knight is absolutely the better one of the two. Although, you know, Dennis Miller being kind of a douche is fun. Uh, Billy Zane as the demon in that one movie is so fucking good. I don't know that Dennis, that Dennis Miller one. I seem to have a lot of really weird memories of enjoying that stupid movie. Um, Oh, what the hell was that called? That was, no, when uh, you watch, if you YouTube, oh, Bordello of Blood, yeah, yeah okay, Bordello of Blood is uh, is the Dennis Miller one, and Demon Knight is the Billy Zane one. But if you YouTube Billy Zane, Demon Knight, you're gonna find the scene where like they like push him out of the 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 place that all the humans are staying at, and he like has a freak out in the front yard, and it makes me laugh every time because oh. I don't know, I don't know if it was in the script or not because it's so not a cool scary thing but i'm like they wouldn't have let him just do whatever he wants but he he's out there they're like they get him out and he's like Rah! and they're like oh we're safe for now and he's just pissed off outside and he goes you want your hoe down bow down goddamn motherfuckers and it's so funny <laughs> uh no the uh you know what the, i'm i now that i'm looking up um <laughs> bordello of blood i really remember why i i actually really liked this movie the first point uh and that was a uh very young super hot angie everhart yeah uh, i had I very thought. it had very little to do with dennis miller completely everything that's, to do with angie everhart um so I go, angie everhart who is, is is she together with joe pesci is that fucking serious oh my god i think she's with joe pesci how creepazoid is that right there hey hot goss baby that's what we're here yeah for. that's wow okay but no yeah definitely uh i did that's a good question i don't know which um for anthology movie i guess that would probably i like i guess creep show is the one that keeps jumping out at me I, I can't remember the last time i watched creep show so um i'll go with it just because i mean i feel like i feel like if for nothing more that uh like for uh, like Tales from the Hood, wasn't that this like Snoop Dogg in that? Doesn't Snoop Dogg host that or something like that? I'm trying to remember. Well, it had uh, what the hell was his name? It's really good. He does a really good job in it. Um, it's it's basically like Tales from the Crypt, but like urban. Uh, right. But um, I'm trying to think of there. There's a the the actor who's like the crypt keeper is super good. Clarence Williams the third. That's right. I just look. I just looked at yeah. I just looked that one up because I couldn't remember, but. Yeah, like David Allen Greer's in it, and Wings Wings Hauser is in it, which is wonderful unto itself. There. Hey man, if you want um, a Wings Hauser uh, film that's really oh, Corbin Burnson's in it. There you go. Um, every asshole white guy you could ever want. Um, uh, get even. 
that's the that's the best Wings Hauser performance of all time. Okay. Uh, because he's literally drunk during the entire filming of it. Amazing. Uh, it's amazing. There's so many scenes where he's just like, rah, 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 and all the other actors are just like, oh, we're not going to do another take. So I'm just going to. Uh, Keith Keith David also in in. See, I might be leaning more to this now just because of the because of the cast at the moment here. It's um, it's not bad. It's not bad at all. Um, because you don't do you can't do bad with anything Keith David's in for the most part. I'm I'm of the belief, but that's just that could just Dude, be Keith me. David as. Uh, Keith David in the Saints Row video games is worth the price of admission. There, there you go. He's literally like Vice President Keith David. He's just like, yeah, here we are. Like, I'm out. Come on, Keith David was in They Live for heaven's sakes. I mean, that's true. So he's amazing in They Live. He is amazing in They Live. So, but I also, I obviously, I'm, I'm definitely drawn to They Live because of Piper. But that's well, that's what gets you in the door. But once you're actually yeah. watching it, you're like, god damn. Yeah, fucking Keith David. <laughs> I mean, come on. And he's uh, Dr. D- whatever the hell his name is in uh, Princess and the Frog. That is definitely Dr. Facilier. Uh, I was going to say that, but I also had Dr. Pretorius in my head from Bride of Frankenstein. I'm like, that, that is, is different. Yeah. Uh, no, Facilier probably, and I'll be honest, way up there with my uh, I feel underrated Disney villains list. Uh, I don't. I don't think he quite gets the credit he deserves. I think he's a uh, as a wonderful character in that movie. But the uh, the most underrated Disney villain I think ever to this day is still um, Bowler Hat Guy from uh, Meet the Robinsons, <laughs> which is absolutely a wonderful movie that more people should be seeing and they don't, and it stinks because uh, it's a wonderful flick. And and actually one of the Disney movies that I that I cry at at the at the end of uh, at the, every time it gets to the ending, I have a little tear. That, Warm I have avoided that movie for so long since I basically look like the the main character for the longest time, <laughs> well, so I wasn't really thrilled about that. But uh, but I eventually watched it, and it is pretty damn good. It is the whole scene with like the the T Rex and like you got a big head and little arms. I don't think we've thought this out. Absolutely hysterical. Um, I mean, that is a pretty good damn joke. It is. I mean, are the. Uh, We've we've actually got a we actually have a we actually have a little sign up in our house that's a, that's a dino, that's a dinosaur and it says keep moving forward uh, completely from that movie. Um, that's how much we we love that really stupid movie. But so I'm looking through the IMDb of Keith David right now. Uh huh. And like a I forgot that he's the voice of Spawn because he's definitely the voice of Spawn in Mortal Kombat 11. Right. Um, but also in the TV series Avengers Assemble, he's uh, T'Chaka. I can uh, see that. Okay. So I was like, that's yeah. cool. But, then, but I thought that was T'Challa, and I was like, hey, I would absolutely buy him as T'Challa in the next fucking movie. I don't give yeah, a shit. Yeah. Like, Chadwick Boseman was an amazing actor, but if we just had Keith David and just like, oh, he aged tremendously in between films, I'd be like, yeah. I, don't, I don't give a shit. Have you been, have you been watching the What If um, series? I have. I have. And I want to talk about that in just a second. The okay. other thing I wanted to say was that uh, Keith David is the narrator in um, – oh, damn it. I just had it. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Because he's the president in Rick and Morty. And – Another show I've never put a minute into, and I really need to do that at some point. I've watched a few episodes with Luna. It's actually pretty good. Oh, okay. He's the narrator in a 2019 short called Harriet Tubman, Soldier of Freedom. Okay. But when I first saw – Harriet Tubman, Soldier of Freedom. 
I thought for some stupid reason that Keith David was playing Harriet Tubman. Harriet and I was Tubman. Like, That's the greatest goddamn performance of his career. I would watch yeah. that a thousand times. There was apparently a thing uh, for a little while that I guess there was supposed to be a Harriet Tubman movie, uh, but they were going to have uh, fucking um, a Julia Roberts player. And apparently that's not a joke that that was actually being discussed for a little while. And I, I don't know how that even made it into a boardroom, but apparently it did. So um, I, I would love to know that, more about that story one day, but that goes in such a circle for me that it's not even funny. It's just immediately just enraging. Right. Like I want to be like, <laughs> that's stupid. But instead I'm like, I ju- just, just, lock all the executives who came up with that idea in the boardroom and set it on fire. Just don't, don't. Yeah. Hey, by the way, Keith David's been in a lot of goddamn shit. Yeah, he has. And he was also the cat in Coraline. Anywho, uh, <laughs> uh, so Marvel's What If. Um, so I haven't seen the most recent episode, which I want to say is the Zombies episode. I I, here's what I will say to not spoil anything if you oh, have boy. not seen it yet. Um, probably one of my, my favorite episodes so far of the, of the season. And I've had a few episodes that I've really been into. I um, really thought you were going to say it's a little creepy. Like, <laughs> it's I mean, spooky. it has its moments and I was, um, I was surprised. I did not, um, I did not see the kind of the way the ending was going. I was, they, they, got me and I feel like looking back I'm like Jesus how did I not see that coming so um, what have you thought of the series overall I've really enjoyed it um, I, and you know what they I, I, Jesus I'll give Marvel and I guess Disney as a whole credit for this much um, the fact that they're able to get 99% of the movie cast that is pretty back and record yeah. this and record this up like when you're looking at the the opening credits and it's showing like you know, all the people that they've got in there, the really the only people that they're missing right now seem to be um, uh, well, Robert, uh, Don- missing... Robert Downey Jr., Scarlett yeah. Johansson. They're missing, for they're missing Scarlett. No. God, I, was just about um, to say that. I was about to say Scarlett Johansson for obvious reasons. And, um, and Chris Evans seems to be the only three, like, but like the, the episode that, that you're about to see is like, uh, you know, Evangeline Lilly and Paul Rudd and Chadwick Boseman and Sebastian Stan. And it's like, Jesus Christ, how do they get you know, like what what what, you know, blackmail type of things do they have to have? But I guess it's voiceover work. So it's like, hey, can you spend a day just recording this and we'll like you'll make this big pile of money over here? And I'm sure they're like, sure, why not? So um it's not like the actors have to do the hard work in this instance. They're just going to record their voices. So, uh, but no, no I, I've loved it so far. I think, I think everything they've been, they've been hitting really well on the, on the TV show side of things. And I didn't think they would, cause that was always the big thing. Wasn't it? That it was, um, uh, that it was like DC did the good TV shows and Marvel did the good movies. That's true. Um, mm. So now they're, they're starting to go, Oh, we'll, sh- we'll show you. And, and really running with it. So um I will say that I I've enjoyed the the what if series thus far. I will say that the other shows are still above it like it hasn't surpassed the other TV shows for me yet. Um I 
it, what was funny to me about the um, the T'Challa as Star Lord episode was a lot of people I've seen complain about it because it seems to really, really take a big shit on Chris Pratt. Um, that a lot of that episode is just like, God, T'Challa is just so likable. <laughs> like, right. He just create world peace everywhere because he's so damn likable. Um, I thought that was a little much. I was like, okay, that's okay. relax. Like, oh, he just he just talked Thanos out of his entire life's work. And gee, guy, he's just such a nice guy. I was like, okay, it's a little over the top, but all right. But I loved uh, Benicio del Toro being super evil. Right. And it and really felt like there was a comic series um, for a, a short run called Flashpoint in DC where yes. the Flash went back in time and fucked everything up. And then, like, a lot of that series was just sort of dropping us into, hey, remember, blah, blah, blah. Well, here's what they are like now. And you're like, what the hey? Like, um, the in that universe, um, as a child, Bruce Wayne gets gunned down in Crime Alley. And his dad becomes Batman and his mom becomes the Joker. Right. Like that kind of stuff. And you're like, what the heck? Like that was the whole kind of point. A lot of shock value and and just a lot of crazy ideas. And because it was like, a, this is like a whole other universe. You didn't have to justify a lot. Like you'd right. be like, oh, the Booster Gold is now president of the earth. And you're like, whoa, wait a minute. How did that happen? Like, we don't have time to explain. That's just what it is. Right. Um, I felt like the the Star Lord one was kind of like that, of just like ah, you know, uh, Drax is a bartender now, and his wife and kids are totally fine. You're like, well, how did he stop that? Like, ah, it doesn't matter. He did. Um, but like, uh, Nebula as like the femme fatale, I was like, that's interesting. Yeah. And just I don't know. I liked a lot of the introduction of like, oh, it is a thing. And you're like, what? And it's like, yeah, we're not going to explain it. It's just, a th it's a thing. I'm like, oh, this is great. So I'm, I'm very much okay with that. Um, just like every other Marvel show, my biggest complaint and concern comes from, hey, don't worry about tying it in to anything. Just let it be its own thing. It's totally fine. And then every time they're like, well, I mean, it's going to tie in a little bit. I'm like, I don't, don't, right. don't bother. It's okay. Um, so, because I, I get the feeling it's all going to tie together into one kind of whatever thing. And I'm just like, I, I don't need that. You could just let this just I, be weird for the sake of being weird. And I'd be happy with it. Yeah, get ready. I'm pretty sure, like, when you get to, I think your your big linchpin to all this is obviously going to be Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness. I think that's where it all comes into play. Because I feel like a lot of the characters that we're seeing here, probably the ones that actually, like, maybe live through this are going to find their ways to show up in Multiverse of Madness. That's which my, that's I, which would be funny to me of like, if it was just like, oh, hey, I'm, you know, like if Captain Carter just showed up, like, hey, I'm yeah. going to kick somebody's ass. Like, oh, well, that would be bananas to me. And the rumor that I've heard is that is a possibility that, that, uh, that uh, she may, she may be there and, and be in the Captain Carter getup. So. Um, I have one particular character that I, I hope shows up in Multiverse of Madness, if that's the case, but I can't say who that is because that will definitely give away something for the episode you're about to watch. Um, but that, that, that's... Uh, I was hoping it was, it was Howard the Duck getting more screen time. I think anything that gets Howard the Duck more screen time is completely okay, by, is okay by me. 
Um, also, if we could, if we could, if we could get more of the, uh, if we can get more of uh, the collector, like all like Jack to the gills, like I need like. I need Benicio del Toro's head on Brock Lesnar's body. For, yeah, that was uh, a really weird character choice. I was like, I don't know why he's swole as shit now, but that's fine with me. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that—that's totally what needs to happen in in Multiverse of Madness as well. And uh, it was funny to me because it was like the justification was, well, Thanos is an evil, so that leaves a power vacuum, and technically he had two of the like power stones at one point and didn't do anything with them. So, right. Like, it almost felt like somebody in the audience was like, hey, didn't the Collector technically have two of those uh, Power Stones and didn't do anything? And they were like, oh, I guess he did. Yeah. Huh. Power Stones. Infinity Gems. I swear Infinity I've actually Gems. seen this before. <laughs> he got them Strong Rocks. He got the Strong yeah. Rocks in his position, strong, right? Strong Rocks. That's Yeah. That sounds like the uh the the one you get at like the dollar store when yes. you're buying the... the great the great value brand infinity stones. You uh, buy strong rocks. I got, yeah, yeah, the, the strong rocks. Um, so other uh, other Halloween question because I'm in a Halloweeny mood today. Sure. Um, let's say you know money's no object and you're going to some place that isn't Spirit Halloween to pick up some Halloween shit like decorations, mm-hmm. um, mostly decorations. I'm not worried about costumes or anything like that. Where is your personal preferred place to go to? Because it's not just the regular stores anymore. Like you've got your Home Depots with their giant skeletons. You've got Lowe's. You've got Target. You got Walmart um, and other places here and there. So what's your like? If it was like, all right, Chad, we need like a really really kick ass decoration for the house for Halloween, and it's up to you. Go get it. Where would you go? You- You've apparently been listening into Shelly and I's conversations. It's um, it we we've just were talking recently because we used to have uh, a couple different Halloween inflatables, uh, a bunch mm. of our inflatables this year for both Christmas and Halloween, um, broke in one way, shape, or form. Oh no! Uh, so we had to get rid of them. Um, so we need a new Halloween inflatable. And Shelly and I were actually just talking about what day this weekend we could go to Lowe's to go, go buy to go buy a new inflatable because uh. We really like Lowe's selection, and we may or may not have a credit card from there too, uh, so it makes that easy as well. But um, but no, we definitely want to make a Lowe's trip at some point because they usually tend to have a decent selection of uh, inflatables to go with. Uh, Target's probably my second option okay. uh, if if all else was because Target usually tends to have some good stuff. I actually had signed up, and I'm mad I never saw anything um, because they had a. Um, Ursula inflatable that was supposed to be coming out Ooh, interesting. Uh, that we were going to pick up and it actually had like the moving, uh, the moving tentacles. Um, but I never got any notice that they were back in stock and I'd even put in a request for them to like email me as soon as they were in stock. So I don't know if they just sold out so fucking fast that they never really stayed in stock uh, or what, but uh, I haven't, I haven't been able to get one yet, but yeah, I think, I think this weekend we are indeed uh, continuing our Halloween, our Halloween spree here to go, uh, to go pick that up so but yeah how about you where do, where are you going other than other than and don't get me wrong i was looking at some stuff at, Sp- at spirit when we were there uh recently too because they've got a lot of the really good jump like the jump scare ones um i heard they scared bray wyatt actually they're so good I, they do he, and he screamed like he has a really high-pitched scream tmz um, quote us quote there us. You go. It's the indie cast that's where you're getting this exclusive i-n-d-y-k-a-s-t on all social media um but no, where are you, where are you, uh, where's your, uh, well, where, I will tell and, you and for your, 
and for your house, uh, I've been to your house a few times before. Um, sometimes that's just year-round decoration. Oh, so that's you 100%. Guys... That's 100% the case. I'm looking at the uh, the the wrought iron uh, ornament tree that's in my living room right now that is just covered in Nightmare Before Christmas and horror-themed ornaments that's just there year-round. So, yes, you're not wrong. Um, I will tell you firsthand that Luna and I have been checking both targets in our town uh, both Walgreens in our town um, several times a week for the last, like, two and a half weeks. Okay. Uh, we have yet to go to Home Depot or Lowe's. That might be a weekend trip. But um, I think probably Target would be the one that, that Luna enjoys the most. Uh, that one's got a lot of decent decorations. They used to make these heavy-duty tombstones. Like they were made out of, I don't know what, I don't know if it was resin or what, but they were heavy as hell and pretty heavy duty. And we used to buy one, a new one every year and set them out in the front yard. And then for whatever reason they stopped and now they've kind of switched gears to now they're just sort of making either foam ones or ones that just kind of have like light up gimmicks to them. Right. They don't have like the heavy, heavy duty ones anymore. So it's like, oh, it's a bummer. But, um, yeah, they've got really good stuff on the weird decorative side of things, and so Target's usually where we head to. Um, but I am interested to see what Home Depot's got. Now, is there anything in particular you're looking for this year, or just whatever jumps out? In? Uh, wall space, mostly. If I had to, okay. Ask, if I had to ask anything, wall space would be nice. Uh, no, what we're looking for typically, uh, Luna's always looking for those goddamn holiday birds from Target because holiday. Holiday birds? Tell me, yes. tell me more. I don't they, know what this is. They're these little, uh, kind of fabricy little birds. They're about the size of your fist, and they're just like generic bird shaped. But they make different ones for every season, and they'll make multiples. So, like for Halloween, it'll be like, hey, it's a little bird, and it's cute, and it's dressed as a goddamn ghost, and so it's got like a little ghosty sheet on him or whatever. And they're like five bucks. And where's and- this at? target and surprise surprise white women love them okay i i am i am looking at them now and yes i 100 percent see why why white girls would be turned for these yes um and so for like two years nobody gave a shit so luna has developed quite the holiday collection of birds a sanctuary if you will and uh, over the last year, all of last year, she couldn't find any because they just, you know, these ravenous Pinterest femmes would just come in and just clear the shelf out. Um, she did find like an autumn one that has like a little uh, rake and he's doing yard work, I guess, and is being cute and wearing like a cardigan. So she picked him up, but that's been it so far. Um, but that's usually what she's on the hunt for. For me. I don't know. I like shit that I can hang on the wall and leave it up there all year. So that's usually the kind of stuff that yeah. I'm on the lookout for. This must be these Featherly Friends one that I'm seeing because they have one that is a, I guess maybe this year's version is a pumpkin one where he's dressed as a little pumpkin with a pumpkin on his head. There is a mummy one uh, with a little like string in front of him says boo. And then they have a bird witch one with a little black and orange witch costume. So uh yeah there those are odd to say the least but i'm 
somehow not surprised that these this is something that Luna would be into. This looks like something Luna would be into. I can totally see that. So yeah, we need inflatables. We need um I know for us we're also gonna we're doing a big look for uh new um headstones. Interestingly, much like much like yourself. We uh we like having headstones out there, but the ones we had last year were like dollar store headstones, and of course those like disintegrate and no time flat because I bought them in a dollar store. So um gotta get some gotta get some uh sturdier headstones for our uh, for our lawn apparently. So uh Mama Romero uh was in the business of making her own headstones for the longest time. Really? Yeah, she's a whiz with uh styrofoam and cutting styrofoam and probably getting high off the fumes of cutting styrofoam. There you go. Uh and she used to carve these like real weird ornate ones and all this other stuff and then she had a giant half of a styrofoam refrigerator box. And she literally built like a mausoleum out of it. Wow. And uh, the door was like off the hinges kind of thing. And there was like creepy crawlies coming out of it. But um, some asshole kid jumped on it and busted it right down the middle. And uh, she couldn't repair it. And she was devastated. And so she's been focusing on inside stuff since then. Understandable. So I was surprised that she didn't murder that child and make a real headstone, but right. that as it may. Uh, yeah. The, so that's where that all comes from. Uh, so let's see. We are at the 45 minute mark. Uh, I guess we should probably talk about wrestling a little bit. Uh, well here, I'm actually here. I'm going to derail one more time here. Yes, for you because yes. I am. As, we, we never get to the fireworks factory. That's, that's the right. fucking show. Um, so le, here is a, a very interesting one. I just found it. This has nothing to do with Halloween, but I feel like this is probably going to be more in your age range here. Oh, the derailment of derailment. Okay. So uh, this year is apparently the 25th anniversary of a little show called Blues Clues. This is true. And apparently, uh, Nick, I guess it was on Nickelodeon's Twitter, they put up a video uh, from Steve, who is, I guess, the original host of, of Blue's Clues, mm-hmm. coming on to basically explain what happened, uh, you know, how many ever years ago it was when he left the show and tagged out to his, I guess, supposed brother or what have you to take over the show when he went to, when he went to college. Uh, and uh, apparently a whole generation of people uh, felt fucking abandoned to shit by this when he, when he left. So uh, do you have any feelings on, on Steve's return message from blues clues? And were you a blues clues fan at that, at that time frame? Well, here's the thing. Um, I did watch this. And uh, I did watch this video in question. It is very, very touching. Um, now I am slightly out of the age range when to have watched, to have appropriately watched Blue's Clues, right? Which I mean, I was probably, let's see, Jesus, it was 25 years ago. Let's get real sad for a second here. So, uh, I was nine when it was on. Right. See, Um, I was, I was 20. So you understand why I have, why I have 
glasses and move you know, the needle for you. Like, who's this very soft-spoken white man talking to me? I mean, I, I watched the video, and you're absolutely right. The video is very touching, and I've gone back and, like, watched him when he was leaving. And I could see, like, how there's a bunch of kids that, like, you know, back at that time frame where, like, where, where's Steve going? Like, and he legitimately, like, they just did an episode, and then he's like, deuces, by the way, I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> and and apparently like crushed America's soul. You know what the comparison point this is for me here, I think, for kids that were watching this um, would be when I was a kid and found out that goddamn Mr. Roper died on on uh, on uh, on Sesame Street. Like that was that was quite crushing for for, you know, for me back in the day there. So uh, I, I feel like this was the same like. Daddy went to go get cigarettes type of thing that uh, that Steve pulled on kids many moons Your, ago. Here. That reference was so old, I had to <laughs> eat applesauce just now. <laughs> I'm going to go eat applesauce when we get done with this episode. How fucking dare you? <laughs> I thought at least you were going to be like, oh, it's like when fucking Optimus Prime died in the Transformers. No, I'm I'd old like, as shit. That's... I'd be like, yeah, 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 totally, totally. Well, now I got to figure out what year Mr. Roper died on a... Uh... Oh, you know what made me feel like this? When Moses fucking died, that was real. That was a real bummer. Um, anyways, oh, no. it was it was it was, actually it was Mister. It, it wasn't Roper. Mister Roper was from Three's Company. Uh, what the? <laughs> <laughs> so no, when fucking Chrissy couldn't do the shit anymore because Mister <laughs> Roper was gone, I just I never recovered fully. Mister Hooper, that's who it was. Mister Hooper, Mister Hooper. Anyway, uh. No, so I was nine when when Blues Clues came on, but my brother was would have been um, like five at the time, right? So watching Blues Clues, so I was watching Blues Clues when I had to watch him, right? So there is certainly a fondness that I had for the show because it was a very cutesy show, but uh, so I was moved. I'll say that I was moved to have steve come back and i know that he's had like um a real weird career like did he try to get into music after the show and all this other right. stuff and like i think he probably for a time probably kind of struggled with that persona for a while of like hey i want to be a serious musician and do this and that and these kids keep fucking coming up to me and being like why'd you leave the dog like i'm sure he probably struggled with that for a while right but Enough time has passed that it feels like he's kind of come back around on it. And I I was very touched. I, it was very moving. Um, Luna watched it before going to work uh, the day that it dropped and apparently balled her eyes out. But, um, but I could definitely see the generation after me really being a fact. Because when Steve left, I don't even think my brother was watching anymore. So, you know, I'm sure probably a year later, I probably flipped over to it in passing and was like, who the hell is this guy? But like that, yeah. yeah, that was about the extent of it. I I didn't quite have that crushing sort of like uh, abandonment that that came later in real life. So that's yeah. not, that's so many other that. so many other things later on to to, yeah. to abandon you. That... Yeah. Um, so. So, uh, but anyways, it was one of those cases where, um, yeah, I was touched by it. I really was. I thought it was uh, very sweet, but also. And I talked to Luna about this a little bit, a little bit conflicting because similar to our conversation on a previous After Dark about Ghostbusters Afterlife, 
it's this is going to be just an eat the damn cookie situation. Yeah, it's not as though Steve just out of the blue, pun intended, just like posted this on his own. Right, of like hey kids, you know I was on the show. Blah blah. No, Viacom is still doing this. They're the ones that yeah. are like, hey, how can we really like blow ourselves about twenty five years of this show? Let's really harp on this nostalgia. So it's not pure intention, I would say. But also, I think that guy is genuinely, I think the guy who played Steve is genuinely like a good dude. So I'm yeah. not, I'm not so callous to be like, this boy is fake. He really he was, that dog wasn't even real. Like, I'm not that kind of guy. <laughs> right. Well, a little conflicted just because it's like, ah, there's still a weird. There's a board of directors who are next to the ones who suggested Julia Roberts as Harriet Tubman. There's a right. there's a conference room next to them that's like, what if we brought the guys who used to host Blue's Clues and they just look in the camera and tell these grown people, hey, life's hard. You're doing a good job. You do you're doing good. <laughs> and I'll be and I I'll be honest, if they start selling that uh that snapback that Steve was rocking with I was goddamn looking at the same damn thing. I'm like, the hat's not bad. I would probably I don't want I never watched Blue's Clues, but I would probably wear the hat. So yeah, like I you know, I would rock that shit. So yeah, it's working. Whatever they're doing is work. If they're gonna merchandise this at some point, I'll probably be a sucker and fall for it. So it is what so it is. I did see somebody who put up uh, an interesting, and here's where we'll really kind of segue to the end of the show here, uh, put up that uh, people that were making uh, making fun of some of us for crying because CM Punk came back are the same people that are not crying because, you know, Steve, Steve told them they're doing they're doing fine. Um, yes. And I think that's funny unto itself. So, um, so uh, and here, let, so let me say this. We will go wrestling briefly on this episode here. Um, I want to state for the record, Zach, I, you and me have had personal conversations about this a few times recently, and I don't think we've brought it up on the show too much. Um, but for the most part, you and I, as it pertains to mainstream wrestling, and I think I'll stress the mainstream part of this one, have kind of fallen out of favor with it recently. And I know the Hamifist boys have definitely talked about this on their show, um, about how like sitting down and watching a WWE episode nowadays it is akin to like being goddamn waterboarded, um, which is, okay. which is, which is too bad because if you had shown me, if you had told me five years ago, Hey, and I'm going to use his old name here for reference. Hey, we've got a TV show where you can legitimately see Kevin Steen like every week five six years ago however long it was i would have been i would have been front and center ready to go um because that's how big of a fan of steens i am but now i can't watch what's around it to get to to, you know to get to to the stuff with steen now with with kevin owens um you know but um I I will say that um, out of complete interest to see what, uh, for a lot of people, I'm sure too, to see how CM Punk did on his mm-hmm. first match back, I ordered the pay-per-view um, after a big hullabaloo because uh, my internet company or my uh, paper, my uh, cable company are uh, dipshits and completely fucked up 
ordering me a pay-per-view. Um, so I had to go get it. Thank you, uh, Bleacher Report, for being able to make it an easy situation so I could order a replay. Um, so when I cut the cable spectrum, here's why. Um, <laughs> but fuck you. Fuck you. Um, but AEW's all out for at least one day made me stop for a little while become just a fan again and really put on a show that kept me interested from the opening bell to the closing bell and I haven't had a wrestling show in quite a long time that wasn't an indie show I was at do that in quite a while and quite honestly it's even been difficult for some indie shows to to do that for me even nowadays like, so I don't know if they can keep this up, but holy crap, I hope they can. Because if they can, that's the type of shit we need. Um, okay. The, the problem becomes here is at some point, fucking wrestling fans are going to start talking about it. <laughs> and that's what scares the shit out of me. Because for the most part, the wrestling fans are going to talk about this and should be gaining some interest are going to be like, people are going to say how much they love it. And then there are going to be people are going to come out and tell you why you're stupid. And that show was horrible. And then there's going to be people coming out trying to defend. No, really. It's actually a good show. And it turns into this big fucking tornado of just negative bullshit. As everybody argues with everybody, instead of just sitting back and enjoying the fucking show, eat the goddamn cookie. We're back to this. Eat the goddamn cookie. Sit back. Relax. Just remember what it was like to sit back and enjoy the fucking show for five minutes and sit down and watch that one. AEW hit every note that they, you could possibly want on there. Bunch of debuts for people that you're really big fans of. Check. Really good matches. Check. Interesting storylines that actually made sense. Check. Like, I, I don't know what else you could need to remind yourself why you're a wrestling fan. And again, for, and I know for you and me and for the Hammerfist boys and stuff like that, being a wrestling fan some days is just, it hasn't been easy. You, we've lost our, we've lost our luster for it a little bit for one, for one day, at least. Cause I watched it on like Monday um, during the day. I could sit back and really just like, I hate the term, but I'm going to use it. I could sit back and be a fucking Mark again for a little while. And it was absolutely wonderful. And yeah, but like, CM Punk was wearing long tights instead of the little undies. I like the tights, or, actually. I thought the, the, I thought the long tights ruined. Looked, I thought the tights looked pretty good, actually. And uh, you can call the goddamn, you know, uh, Young Bucks, Lucha Brothers match a spot fest all you want. It was fucking wonderful. It was a great match. And it fit in beautifully where everything else did, because they had a bunch of stuff that weren't a bunch of spot fest. So eat the fucking cookie. Sit back and enjoy the show. It, and if you haven't seen it, you should go order the fucking replay. That I legitimately, and I'm, I've never been somebody to be like, you know, go to the mainstream company and order their stuff. No, go to the, this is one of those times. They're the number two right now, and they just proved it that night. They, they probably should be the number one, but we know what it's going to take to topple WWE is going to be impossible. So but go eat the cookie. Great show. So there's my little mm -hmm. rant on AEW there. So. Well, uh, pretty cool. 
is what I would say. It seems pretty cool. Yeah. I'm telling you, you should sit down and watch it, Zach. Maybe you can you can find your you can find your little that little mark that lives inside you still to this day. Well, I, I it's true. We've we've lost our love and feeling, as it were. <laughs> well, uh, I think it's about time to get your shit in there, Chad. Uh, hey, uh, at IndyCast, I-N-D-Y-K-A-S-T on all the social medias. Uh, well, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, I'm not on any of the others. Uh, I, I tried TikTok. I really did. Uh, I don't get it. I deleted it. I'm too old. Um, but uh, yeah, find us there. Find our, uh, uh, also, uh, follow uh, uh, <laughs> Internet Title, at Internet Title on Twitter. A uh, bunch of shit going on with that. Uh, I would say congratulations to our new champ, Calix, but he already lost the belt. Uh, he That's lost true. that quick. So um, c- congratulations to other former guests, uh, Shane McCoy, for winning it. So, uh, uh reigning WRNR uh, <laughs> WNR champion. So, uh, but follow Internet Title. You can uh, see where uh, where. Our uh, t- a title friend ends up next. Follow uh, Team Hammerfist, uh, T-E-A-M-H-A-M-M-A-F-I-S-T. Uh, follow The Reed Pile. Um, uh, follow Kate Nix uh, at The Goblin Mother. Uh, and uh, follow Brain Buster Video. Yeah, I'll put... Thank you. Thank you. Uh, if you haven't been watching the, uh, the Lullaby Lounge uh, Novelty Hour on Twitch every Tuesday night, you're really missing out. The show has yeah. been absolute gangbusters this season. Um, so it's on, uh, it's every Tuesday night at 8 PM Eastern, uh, go check out the lullaby lounge on Twitch. It's, it's amazing. And if you want to see it, or if you don't want to go through Twitch you can go on YouTube as well, and, uh, you can catch the replays there too. So you've got two options, actually. She goes live on both. Yes. So, uh, I'm more of a YouTube guy cause I'm too old to figure out Twitch. Fair um, enough. so that's true. Um, uh, buyer merch at fully gimmicked and you should be fire, following fully gimmicked already too. Uh, Zach, what have I missed? That's it. No, I think you got it. So right. uh, until next time, everyone, I am Bray Wyatt's new best friend, Sticky Steamboat. There you go. Uh, and Bray Wyatt, again, come on out to uh, North Tampa. We, I'll be glad to get a picture with you because I am, as always, Coculus Maximus. Uh, and until next time, uh, everybody, as we always say, deuces. Deuces. Well, hope I don't poop today. Again. A jump scare is the Canadian destroyer of horror films. Pardon me. Might I suck my own dick for a second? I'm ready to greet the day, you <laughs> fucker. Every single one of you guys has made a horrible decision. <laughs> it's that dirty-ass Meryl Street. We are, we're touching wieners. Not touching wieners professionally. Ric Flair said fuck a six-pack, and he never lost an ounce of pussy. What I am is a big, queer, stone-cold Steve Austin. Love it. Birds don't give a fuck about your life.